<coughs> Testing, checking, yes! Let's go! This is the family cast! This is the family cast! Yeah, re- got it. <laughs> <laughs> Recording in now. progress. I got you now. Recording in progress. Is it? Is it though? You can see my camera right here. Oh, oh, that's the uh, baseball card. That's the down. That's the down camera. <laughs> you always have to make sure you have pants on, I guess, huh? Are you doing this on? Do you do like a Patreon video one yet, or is this still all just I don't audio? Know. Dude, I mean, I'm oh. sure I. I have all the videos, so I guess I could. I don't, yeah. I mean, it, it it is all audio, and yes, and <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from theater. Uh, to continue, yes. To not, I never, to not, don't close the loop. No, I never did theater. I just learned it from theater. Yeah, you uh, can learn uh, lots of things from theater and actually never do theater. Like theater is spelled two ways. E R and R E. T W O W A Y S. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Jimmy Crisp. It's got to be your bowl. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Nailed it. What do we do here? Hang on. Change my. Bing, bing, bing. Gosh. Okay. Alvarado Street in the house. This episode is brought oh, to you in part. By- oh, yeah? It's so good. Dude. That might, that might be the best beer. What, what is it, actually? What kind? So this is Contains No Juice, which is a great name. Right? And that's like the joke is it looks like orange juice. And it's like Juicy IPA or something? Yeah, it, exactly. And it's yeah. a double. So it's, it's but it's not... It, it contains a, double no juice. It's a double IPA that doesn't hit you like completely over the head. Because there's no juice. <laughs> but like, you know how some double IPAs you're like, I feel like I just did a shot of vodka and mm-hmm. I had a beer in like mm-hmm. one sip. This does not taste like it's a double, but it hits like it's a double. Hey. And it's so good. Uh, it's also like, I think this is like 12 bucks a can. Whoa. So you, you pay for... Up here, they gouge us on like the good beer. <laughs> Alvarado Street, what's your problem? Basically, We're gonna get I, into that. <laughs> I pay. I pay for this. What I would pay if I got one, like at at either Alvarado Street or like at a baseball game. Why but, is it like super organic or something? Like, what's the? I think it's just really expensive to make this beer. Um, I also think they're trying to pay rent in the Bay Area, so they're gonna yeah. have to. The rent is twelve dollars. And when a month. I when I say they, I mean not only Alvarado Street, but the guy who's selling the beer, you know, in San Jose, like the real estate markets, just you know, San Jose. They got to pay for all this, so they got to pay, pay for all this. Yeah, right here. <laughs> it's like that a Christmas green, shirt. That green screen <laughs> wasn't free, bro. <laughs> Neither was no. this one. This green hey, screen. I like that. It's like a wrapping paper nightmare. It looks like uh, the it looks like the biggest sheet of wrapping paper of all time. It's a it's the sheet, all right. <laughs> holy! It's a it's a tablecloth. Um, it's holy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, we're just I mean we're into it. we're we're already halfway through the episode. Amigos uh, and familia. I'm a big fan. I'm a hey, big fan. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I speak a little Spanish. <laughs> second time, second time guest, long time listener. This is a special, a very special episode, because not only is Sean a returning guest. Today we're just gonna we're we're gonna talk about Sean's endeavors in. I don't know. Baseball cards. Let's do it. I'm excited. And a bunch of other stuff too. We're um, so we're officially brewery baseball cards. 
Uh, this sounds <laughs> like in. a. I, I, <laughs> right I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone's going to want to listen to all this. Oh, dude. If you um, don't tune in yet, you're about to tune in. I'll just say, first off, I'm really proud of you. I told you this in San Diego. I, your podcast is awesome. Thanks. And what, I, what I'm really proud of is that, like, you did something that you and I talked about, like, maybe three or four years ago. Where, did we? Tell me about that. So people would do podcasts on Dogwood albums, but not do, like, any research. <laughs> and you would send it you would send it to me oh yeah yeah and i, I would i would just go well why didn't they just ask us to come on <laughs> like because we would have come on to talk about any of those records yeah and so i love that you're just like i'm just gonna ask russ rankin to be on my show <laughs> and i was like finally josh got it right like just ask and russ rankin can say no yeah but he didn't and that was great and i love that i love all so many great interviews you've been doing and I'm just really proud of you. I think it's Thank it's you. awesome. And your show is great. You're a great interviewer. And oh, thanks. You see honestly, me. You, you see me. A, you have a great choice in guests. So I'm glad I'm back. Obviously. Like, let's, let's, yeah. Let's We've been this. trying to get this one on the books for a, a zillion young. I know you texted now. me when and I left you on red for about a month, but here was we it? are. Oh, I know. I the answer sorry. was just yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. I, I knew long, I was I gonna get back. I don't to know. You. Maybe you're gonna be in like, I don't know if you're in another country or something. Maybe you know you're a traveling man. I'm in the country of three children and I'm in, a wife. Oh, I've who, been there. Yeah. Who works you I'm know, in, constantly. I'm an so. expatriate, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Bro. So no, I, I still have three kids. Um, they're here. Xander's in the room with me right now. Say what's, what's that? Yep. He's playing some game. I didn't hear him. You got him like he said hi. <laughs> oh, I have really good noise gate oh. on here. Oh nice. really good, like top of the line. Like top of the line. Yeah. Top of the line noise gate. Yeah, nice. I open some noise gate packages on my other program. <laughs> um. <laughs> you got to be careful when you open those noise gate packages. It's a noise gate opening program. That's all we do. Didn't we play with that man a bunch? Noise gate. <laughs> That's a mix of a few of them. Yeah, um, they got signed too. And they changed genres a couple of times. Um, of ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, it. thank you. I appreciate that because uh, you 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 know the game. You're in the sound game. You're in the podcast game. Obviously, no one being in the in the. Uh, the tops Don Russ Fleer markets of uh, <laughs> upper decking, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, Don Russing of the of the uh, uh -huh. baseball card wax pack system. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I like it. What I'm trying to say is he's he does talks Chrome. That's right. Other guests of the show Dallas and m maybe uh, somebody else who hasn't been a guest on or a couple times. I don't know, but it's mainly is it mainly you and Dallas and. Dallas and I started it, and then quickly after that, uh, Joe Chandler, who um, oh, yeah, Joe, 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 our buddy Joe, who we used to write sketch comedy with, has now had like a career in writing for TV. He wrote mm -hmm, for, for sure. American Dad for like a decade, yeah. and now he's uh, he's the showrunner on the Golden Axe uh, show, which is coming to I think Paramount Plus. Golden Axe, like so, Sega video, yeah. Game? They, so like they're making an Amazing. animated, and he's he's the like lead writer showrunner. Dang. And I'm so stoked for Joe. I mean, he's such a good writer, and he, it's just really fun. So I love seeing comedy? my friends. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, it's going to be an animated comedy, and I, I think in the kind of adult swim vein. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, so so, we, so Dallas and I put out, so let me go back. So Dallas and I over Let's COVID. take it way back. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can go back to the very beginning on how I got Do into it. cards, but let's let's talk about, let's, just, let's talk about Talk Scrum for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Dallas and I had done, uh, Dallas and I have been making bad art for decades. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Which, Amen. I, I think of Tox Chrome is like, it's the stomach monkeys, but it's just 2022. And this is what we're doing now. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you're kind of yeah, maybe yeah. I'll it is. It's it's I like so. it's it's bad credit. It's the hunky geese. It's just whatever Dallas and I are creatively into at the time. It manifests in a form, and you're and, like, let's figure out a way to record it. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like you nailed it. Like that's what it's been since 1996. And it, Here, in 1996, here's an, here's an impression. You know, Sean, we should probably we should probably record this. We should probably record this. <laughs> well, you're not gonna if you're gonna do something, you might as well try to get viewers and make content out of it, you know, mm -hmm. put it on a t-shirt. In nineteen ninety-six it was ska and in twenty twenty-two it's baseball cards. And that's is it a just, thing? I don't know. I mean that but that's just kind of how no, you our yeah. our artistic relationship has worked. Mm -hmm. It has just manifested itself in many different forms. Rad. Um, going back to when we met in high school and we started a ska band, which that directly led me to meeting you. Yeah. But yeah. you can't discount the fact that like things haven't happened because of this relationship. So um, <laughs> thank you, Dallas. Yeah, no, it, it's true. Like Dallas and I are creative soulmates for better or for worse. <laughs> oh, uh, what's the I've, worst? Hello. <laughs> well, I've definitely, I definitely quit every band we've ever started. So uh, yeah, but anyway, um, going, so going back to Tox Chrome yeah. um, in 2020, 2020. So during COVID, we the were 20s. like, so like we had done the last thing we had done was a podcast about the show twin peaks yes yes which like we had five really like uh awesome fans of that our podcast they're probably listening um, to this right now <laughs> they're probably not at all um but we were like okay we did that twin peaks came back they did like a show a limited run on showtime with the new you know episodes and that was really fun and then we kind of that finished we're like well what are we going to do now we talked about doing a dad podcast because we're both like, you know, I'm a yeah. stay at home dad. And he, he has done a lot of that too. Dadcast. And then, um, I, I've been a, like, I, so I was really into baseball cards when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and the reason was, is that my grandpa was on the Steelers. And so like, I had known what tops was since I was like very young because he right. had a card. Yeah. So it was like a thing in our family. We knew about cards. And then when I got old enough to start watching baseball, I started collecting cards. I got really into that. And I, I did until I got my first guitar. So, and then I was like, that was all I cared about. My cards. <laughs> yeah. For a long time, yeah. I, like yeah. cards kind of went by the wayside right around that time I turned 13 and started learning how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what happened, but in, during the pandemic, my wife was like, Hey, do you want anything at target? One time I was like, how about get, get, go get some baseball <laughs> cards. I, I was so bored and just looking for anything to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a food podcast that you do. So <laughs> There's my, gum in there. my story about, uh, <laughs> no, but it, so what, the reason I'm saying this is that, um, have you seen Ratatouille? I have, yes. So uh, my wife goes to Target. She gets whatever we needed, like, you know, ground beef or whatever we were all scrounging for in 2020. <laughs> ground beef. Yeah, dude, I have, a, okay, I have a great story about that, but we'll go. So she comes out from Target with a, a little box of cards and I like, I opened the box and I open a pack and it reminded mm -hmm. me of like the old guy at the end of Ratatouille where he takes a bite of Ratatouille and he's yeah, like, yeah. he's instantly zoomed back to him as a five-year-old. Yeah. That happened for me. And I was like, Aww. oh my God, I missed, the moment. I missed this. Um, and then I got right, I was like, it was like nothing had changed. Yeah. Like I, like I went right back to being that five-year-old and I was like, okay, I need a binder. I was like, you know what I mean? It was just like, we're back. It's cards again. And I, I need to start sorting these by team or whatever. Like, but it was a cool moment for me to be like, 
oh, I've missed this. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that mm -hmm. I missed it. And so that's what the last couple of years of the show have been is Dallas and I that's getting cool. back into cards. Yeah. And then of course, taking any opportunity to like make content and make it be a, funny. It, yeah. Well, you know, finger quotes funny, but. Well, I mean, Dallas is not really that funny. Dallas is really funny. And <laughs> um, it's, it's really been fun to, to kind of be creative in this space. And yeah. we've done some really weird shows um for the most part so our, our show is like on youtube so which is that's been a thing for a long time people opening boxes of cards on youtube you've seen people opening boxes is a thing on youtube what, right what Un is unboxing. uh what is the youtube <laughs> you, what this is it's a thing so we're not new in the space but we've done a yeah. lot of kind of very strange dallas and sean type totally videos but they're funny uh, well, we that's the whole goal is like we want this to be fun and have have a mm -hmm. good time. Mm -hmm. And um so we're just we're two years into it now and we actually just got to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So hey. that's a it's it's been a big big deal for us this week because Celebrate. we're celebrating yeah. celebrating the two years, celebrating the thousand subscribers. Anyway. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. It's a, it's a gnome mug. You take the head off and you just what's in what's in the no mug? what's in the mug what's in the mug ice water oh okay lice water that's right what, um, what? rice water um okay. what uh soccer so is there a thing is there like a are baseball cards like huge again is that like a, a they got card? really big in 2020 okay. uh and i don't know if it's that everyone's wife went to target and brought them back <laughs> baseball cards and they were target like brought they, all, they all had that ratatouille moment well i know um, there's a section there's a whole card section there there is, but that section's been there for apparently a long time. We've yeah, all just been walking dusty. past it. Yeah. And uh, and then in 2020, it was cleared out because everyone was just buying it. And I, I think ah. that I think there was a lot of um, kind of interesting kind of left turns and right turns that happened in 2020. And really? sports cards becoming a thing was again there? was one of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Got any gum? So, and... and uh, what is it like to like rookie cards and like... You know, it work is? hard to hard, hard oh, to find yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it it it's not hard, as much hard about, gum, really hard gum. They don't do the gum anymore, <laughs> uh, which I think is unfortunate. They're really um, unfortunate. But These it is got to learn. It is still the some of the stuff like rookie cards are still kind of mm -hmm. the big deal. Um, obviously, a player can have cards over his entire career, but that first year, you know, the the people who are like, I think that guy's good, and they go out and get the rookie card. That's still kind of the basis of card collecting at least in sports i just had an idea yeah I'm listening. For, for, for okay um in keeping in with baseball cards or sports cards or whatever but we're talking baseball here we're talking baseball um take pictures you know the action shots are these like the batting practice shot or like you know a pitcher whatever and uh but instead the photographers get more like hardcore and they actually put pictures of like the fight that when they do the big fight the melee that goes on a baseball card for like the team shot Here's the yeah. whole team fighting with another team. I love it. That's, and then the, uh, like a close up, like Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura, that whole yeah. thing. That Trust would be a me. sick card. Um, I, I love that. I think that probably because if, they have to get because that. everyone says baseball is boring. No, how, you're right. How cool would that be? So, OK, let's talk about that for a second. Um, I don't go to a ton of baseball games mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. So if I go, I buy literally the best closest to the field seat I can get. Make it work because worth it. What I've noticed is, is like when you get close to the field and the players and the coaches, like there's They're stuff happening. There, dude, there's also stuff happening that is like intense. Rated like, R. 
Yeah. No, you know, yes. The way to save baseball, by the way, is like do a hard knocks type show, but it's like every like mm-hmm. every week do like what's happening actually on the field. Yeah. Because there's so many arguments between even like fans and players and like I was in a game, I was right above the Phillies dugout, like maybe three years ago before COVID where like a fan got thrown out and all of the Phillies were like about to go beat as you know what. And it was just like, no one knows this is happening. (laughs) This is incredible. And this would make like such a great show on HBO, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. baseball is way more exciting than we, what we see on TV. I wish that we I wish they'd pull back the curtain a little bit more inside it's baseball. So, it's so old school and like they, they're so protective about all that stuff. They really are. But yeah, no, I agree. You know, like make it more uh, like crazy. MLB has a license with tops and they're never going to give those photos away. Like well, that, maybe someone, they're could, never bootleg. Prove someone that. could bootleg something. No, or, I dude, I again, I like I, or like the fan of the year. Or like, I don't know, like the drunk guy and like something I, like I am. 100% behind yeah. your idea. I love that. The more like some, the more the more interesting we can make cards and baseball because it is. It's not just like a dude throwing a ball. Like it's a really really complex and like detailed game with so many things happening in the game that yeah. we don't ever see. They make it boring. They make it a little more They do pass- make it boring. Pass- pacifying. And, but it's supposed uh, it's it's so like protected by this kind of like old guard and for sure. I love all the celebrations. I love, like, there's a guy for the, um, the Marlins named Jazz Chisholm. And he has, like, <laughs> he has yes. blue hair and he wears a hoodie when he plays. He's so freaking cool. And I, like, I want to, you'd love to see more personality in some of the players. Definitely. I'm thinking, like, that they should also show a picture of, like, the clubhouse manager holding all these dirty towels or, like, the hot dog vendor, or, like, the churro guy or the, the old guy at, at Jack Murray Stadium who sold the Union Tribunes and he'd, like, wave at everyone when he's done or, you know? Yeah, no, I like, agree. Let, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're really missing out here, I think, on the, that market. But I, I digress. Hey, but but <laughs> I will say, though, that, like, cards, so one of the things that got me back into cards is that when you probably, I don't know, did you, you collected cards when I got you were younger? I got them. So like 83, 87, 88. Cards have gotten. That's about it. <laughs> in, like, I'm trying to see if I have any. Like, no, I know. Cards have gotten incredible up, since I know, up, then. Upper Deck is over here by my kitchen. And they got a they got a huge facility. They got all the money. Oh, Upper Deck is in San Diego, right? Yeah. So good. they these days, they do mostly hockey stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. what they've done, what the card companies have done, and the reason why I'm like so obsessed with it these days <laughs> Is that they merged? Okay, like when we go into the sports card stores, like you'd have the and people were like, "Why are cards so expensive these days?" So like you'd go and you'd get your pack of tops, and it was cheap, right? Yeah. But on the wall, there'd be like a photo of uh, Nolan Ryan with his autograph, and that would be expensive. Uh They've combined those two, so like you can now open a pack of cards and get a card that has Nolan Ryan's autograph (laughs) and like a piece of his jersey, like crazy amazing stuff like that is happening oh they made it collectible and i didn't know that i didn't know that was going on and so getting back into it and i've i've loved sports since i was a a young young child um as someone who loved memorabilia and stuff i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god they've combined these things in a way that's so cool Mm -hmm. and uh for a guy my age who doesn't really have many hobbies like at all (laughs) anymore it's like yes i found my thing again um, and yeah. it's, it's just, it's incredible. It's really fun. It's really expensive. You have to kind of be Is smart <laughs> with how you spread your money around, but there's ways to, to still collect cards and, and follow certain players or certain teams that you love. 
Dude, in the in they the do it without breaking the bank. Seriously, in the late, I would say late eighties, maybe even into the early nineties, like everyone started making cards that were like sports cards. That, but the like ET had a card set, and like there was <laughs> so I yeah, collect, I actually collect this. Obviously, there's garbage pail kids, but there's like rad dudes. It's like totally <laughs> nasty, stupid looking cartoon cards, but it's like. Yeah. You know, skate and Mike or whatever, like which Ken, Rad Dudes Ken was like a, was, Rad Dudes was like a knockoff of Garbage Pail Kids, like where they mm, kind of it was, more, it was like TNC Surf and Garbage Pail Kids, but it was like terrible anime, terribly drawn. Yeah. But like the cards looked really cool. They're just like regular card size. They're yellow, neon green, but they're you know, uh, you know, vicious Vince and like yeah, Biff and yeah. Brian or something like just stupid stuff. But like you can find barrels and barrels of these now at yes. last, last bookstore in LA or whatever, yeah. like just like. 75 cents a pack or whatever and you, you know you open it like oh my gosh you just look through them and reminisce of being a kid spending a nickel at the ice cream truck or whatever you know like yeah you know. it's incredible i i mean like again um i want to i'll shout out to uh our friend ryan key um because yellow, yellow of, so he was <laughs> he was a little bit of the uh i was inspired by mm -hmm. so he's a star wars guy yeah totally and he has an amazing star wars podcast called thank the maker yeah with, he's doing good. um a dude from uh story of the year and then i think that they yeah. started together and then um nick from bayside's also in it too now yeah uh so like being 40 and being excited about something that you loved when you were a kid when i, I was like i don't know like i'll just collect cards and like not <laughs> tell anybody right but then I I started listening to their podcast and it's like, you know what? Maybe it's cool to be not a child and still care about something sure. I, that I liked when I was a kid. Like that can be okay. Um I don't totally. know. I like I there's this part of me that's like, oh no, you're too old. Like this like, get over it. Well, yes and but no. But I'm like, I don't yes know. Because no. like of, all the guys on the documentaries now, if we watch like the toys that made us or the movies that made us on Netflix or whatever, they show all these guys that kept all their Star Wars stuff through their whole life or all their yeah. Michael Jordan memorabilia or whatever. And now those are the cool dudes because they have all the stuff that you yeah, wanted. Stuff. You wanted it when you were a kid. You never got the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Yeah. You couldn't fit in your room. This guy has three of them in a shelf in a, like a museum he built in his garage. And now he's the cool nerd whatever, you know, where you got like the, the random collection of guitar picks from guitar players on the world. <laughs> whatever. That's like crazy stuff. It doesn't really make sense. But then now you're on a documentary because you have this collection of whatever 1987 yeah. don russ mistake cards or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's that part of me that struggles with like i'm a dad of three kids i'm like <laughs> should i be spending any time with like you know baseball cards and i'm like it's also healthy as a adult to like have some stuff to get like get away from your kids for a little hey, bit it's not or, like, or even share with your kids like my my son my oldest son loves baseball cards yeah. and that's something we share together like and that's totally. been really cool because cards are still a moment to like talk about this player and like maybe totally. you know, some some moment that you remember or if you have your favorite player and you want to collect cards like mm -hmm. cards to me are not just about cards it's about what it means to you as a sports fan mm -hmm. and memories of whatever a certain game that you watched or whatever or like just loving anytime you got to see a player play 100 um yeah. that's what i love about it it's not mm -hmm. just that i want to collect a bunch of pieces of cardboard what? there's a connection <laughs> to the love of sports i have totally that goes back again to my grandpa who had a tops card and that like he passed away when i was eight so like that's my connection to him totally. like literally like that's the closest i get to him these days is like i collect his card even though he only has like two that's but tracks, my, my sure, yeah my goal as a collector and with with him is like i'm trying to find the best versions of that card 
yeah. like a card from the 50s, how good can I find it? Mm -hmm. So that's my relationship with him these days. That's a yeah. very personal story that you may not have with like, you know, your favorite baseball player, but like, that's just one kind of small story and like people who collect a certain player or a certain team. No, I think it's, I think you're using it to build a relationship, you know, with your son, whether, whether what, whatever time it ends in your guys' relationship together, whether it's now or in 10 years or whatever, it's like, I, you know, the dad that I wrote all the songs about is, is the same dad that showed me baseball cards and taught me how to play baseball and stuff like that. Sure. You know? So yeah. I have this like love hate relationship with it because I didn't want to play baseball, but I did it with, with him for him and the cards were, he was a collector and then I was started collecting and then it got me into comics and it got me into music yeah. and into punk rock and blah, blah, blah. So it's, I have a, some, some, some part of my relationship with my, you know, that stepdad is, uh, is through our baseball card collection. There were some good ones. He did end up spending too much money on it and gambling and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, he got into it a little bit too much because he was trying to like because he saw the like the money and the benefit of some of the stuff. But sure, you know, there was a there, but there was a time when it was like it was fun to go to the little conventions and like you know do the whole thing and you know trade cards with people and yeah deal um you know do just do fun stuff. But it was a little it was a little connection I think for sure. So that's building, cool. It's something. Yeah, it's a little it's a little piece of like. I think my history, even though I'm not collecting now, I always remember that we did that. And he had yeah. like some, he had some like, you know, Johnny Bench rookie card kind of stuff, like the real kind of collector kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, or like, and he would like buy stuff and like, you know, even sell or give stuff to my friends who were collecting because we had so much stuff or whatever. So it was, it was a part of our, a better part of our time, I guess. That's cool. I mean, like, you know? again, you can look back in those moments, even just what you just did right now, you traced it to punk rock. You're like, I went from cards to comics to like, you know what I mean? Like if you can even so, see yeah. I do, a trajectory, yeah. then maybe that was the whole reason behind it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, that's a, um, like to get off, even just to get off cards for a minute. Like I'm a big, like sometimes bad things happen, but they lead to other amazing things. Mm -hmm. And maybe mm -hmm. that was something with him where it's like, you don't have the best memories overall, but that was a seed that got you to totally. here. It was right? a, yeah, it totally tracks because, and then I ended up writing a lot of songs about it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, so, for sure. So it's like a oh, this started from a Johnny Bench baseball card and now it's like these songs <laughs> or you know what I mean? I never wrote about the cards themselves, but you know, in fact one yeah. time when I was one time when I was little, I slept sleptwalked and I and I kind of I had this U-Haul truck and my I guess they heard like a, a tinkling in my room and I was peeing on the U-Haul truck. And and I was playing with the cards before I went to bed, so some of his baseball cards were on the truck and in the oh, truck. Shoot. And oh shoot! There was no. it was not a good, pretty scene because I was <laughs> well. Three reasons. Three reasons. I was. Okay, I'd love to hear one, two, and three. Well, I was peeing in my room. Yes, yes, not a good. On, you were eight. You were sixteen. Zowie. I know. I was like, I must have been. This must have been. I must have been like seven or eight. Okay. So still decently old to be sleepwalking. Hold on, I have a seven-year-old. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. To be continued. <laughs> a, a very collectible U-Haul truck from like you know my uncle's era. So it was like okay, older okay. than me. And then okay. I had hit some of his baseball cards were in in this truck. So yeah. three things happened in once, and uh, yeah. it was fun. And um, um, he never let me live it down. <laughs> <laughs> so so here, okay. As a dad, first off, I'm Mickey Mantle. <laughs> that U-Haul truck was probably made of metal, so that you can instantly oh, no, wash that, that fine, off. But it, but that's you were the reason they heard it. Give him a break. But then, yeah, all the baseball cards. You're just you're a monster. You're a little seven year old monster. That Mickey Mantle card is no no worth ten million dollars. <laughs> I know it was like a freebie from Quaker Oats or something, and it was like <laughs> diabetes. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
But anyways, <laughs> it all leads and it all leads to uh, punk rock and double APAs and stuff like that. You know? There you go. Oh, dude, the, yeah. those are the those are the best things. Those are a couple of best things, you know. Yeah. What was your musical journey going from yeah, like tops card collecting, and then like you gave up that and started music. Yeah. So yeah. there was a, you had a connections on your own just switching right to music yeah and i don't remember although I, it's funny like i remember it was a girl wasn't it <laughs> no i don't think i even cared about girls at that point i think it was just um uh, that was a rough time for me like going from like ages eight to like whatever so my parents had split up yeah my, my grandpa who the one who was like the football guy had died so like Shoot. same same year both of those things happened that's hard um it was a rough time for an yeah. eight-year-old so actually like you were talking about like i have really good memories after that mm -hmm. my grandma who was married to my grandpa who passed away was like super she was super grandma like so mm -hmm. my mom would fly me out she lived in um Tucson, she was a, Arizona. a great grandma <laughs> there you go uh yeah she and she is currently still still <laughs> with us and an, an awesome grandma yes um but she would like take me to card shows and stuff yeah, yeah. and like she really kind of fostered it like even after my grandpa mm -hmm. passed um so That's some cool. of my best memories of that time right after those years was like hanging out with her like going to card shows trying to collect like 89 donruss like the red remember the yep. red set i do i have some i, I also have a great memory of <laughs> the that 89 donruss set was the first time i realized how quickly time was passing because mm. i was still collecting 88 and we went to a card show and they had 89 Donruss like out and it was red. I'm like, wait, like, what, what is, is this? It? Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not done collecting 88. Mm -hmm. It was the first time as it, yeah, I was an eight year old or a nine year old going like, wow, time is really starting to move. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to figure life out. <laughs> I, like I, I, vividly, <laughs> I vividly remember yeah. that moment as a very kind of a teachable, like, Hey man, <laughs> like you gotta keep up um <laughs> through the lesson of 89 donors few people probably have that story but you did but it. anyway like yes yeah, that was a really kind of um those are important memories for me with cards too is like yeah. she was like really into like kind of just something to something to do you know mm -hmm. something to keep my mind off of what was going on mm -hmm. you know uh outside of cards at that time as a, as yeah. a young man so anyway like but i got a guitar and i think that that kind of slowly transition from one hobby into just being obsessed with music i mean i got the guitar when i was younger but i really didn't start playing until i was probably 12. um whenever like you know smells like teen spirit so 91. Mm -hmm. yep and that was when you go to the, like the supermarket you get guitar world or whatever the guitar magazines were and i i learned how to play like tablature pretty young sure. and i couldn't play very well but i could at least go oh i can play that one chord and then that was that was huge. That was for me. I just became obsessed. I went down that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah. And cards kind of like again, they fell by the wayside. And that was also kind of coinciding with like the strike. And I saw like I moved to mm -hmm. San Diego. So it was like I think it was like learning guitar, moving to San Diego where I was a Giants fan. Uh oh. Did battery. My battery died. <laughs> Do you still need my video? I can hear you just good. I Do can you hear you. Do you futz with it or just leave it? I mean, I'm okay with futzing. I think I, like I can. You. I think I can do. Um, I like the faces. Hold on. <laughs> I think I can change the video. Can I change the video midstream? I think so. And your settings or something. How about that? Zow! There it is. Um, so you have so, a couple cameras. A couple of them. I do. Well, this is my laptop, and then I have the camera over here. Oh. And the camera's supposed to be plugged in, but apparently I'm drinking double IPAs. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna look over here because you're there. So I'm sure looking off screen. 
Um, and then you can see some more of my cards over here. I see some cards. Actually, you see the 87 set right there? Yep. Yep. The complete set, 88 complete set. And then check out this freaking hat. You can, this is great. This makes for a great podcast, but um, it's got Tubs. the original Padres. National League on it. Yes. So it's Expos, Expos, Montreal. kids, Braves, Dodgers, Astros, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Reds, Cubs, Giants, Padres, Pirates. That was the cool. entire National League. That's dope. Um, okay. So what were we talking about? Oh, we we're talking about uh, just the grandma carrying on the tradition and then you playing guitar. You haven't talked about getting into bass yet, but it was like a rabbit hole from bass was like bass was probably around the same time. So yeah. So, um, learning guitar and then, um, okay. So the three things that like how I went from cards to music was moved to San Diego. I was a giants fan. So like, couldn't follow the giants anymore. Cause like now you can follow any team anywhere, Mm -hmm. but in 1991, like there was no coverage of a specific team. There's no internet. And then the strike happened like two years later mm-hmm. and I, that kind of bummed me out as a baseball fan. So I, I just like, I kind of, it was a smooth transition into music. <laughs> it made um, it easy. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Uh, and that was just what I became obsessed with. Yeah. Ba- bass was just like, I also really liked bass. And I, so I think like pretty quickly after that also got a bass, took bass lessons, was really mm-hmm. into that in high school. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing both, you know, since 92, 93. Are you but, equally good at both? Uh, I'm probably, I'm, I think I'm equally good as a rhythm guitar player and a bass player. Hmm. I'm not a very good lead guitar player and I'll never be. And that's fine. Why don't you define the difference for me between rhythm guitar and lead? Uh, like a rhythm guitar player is going to be playing a lot of chords. So multiple notes at one time, I would not take, I'm not really going to go out and take a solo or play a lot of intricate things that are like one note at a time. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, rhythmically, in terms of like my tempo and stuff, that's where I I, I don't want to say I shine, but that's my be- that's my best part of my musical game is like playing with a drummer. Mm, okay. So and yeah, then so similarly with yeah. bass, I'm able to lock in um, the rhythm section. Yeah, I, I make a good rhythm section. Hey, yeah, you that's do. my one area of music that I'll boast. I almost named my son's my middle name section. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time to change it. I'll tell him. Yeah, you got time. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. No, so like, because I remember you, you, you actually got accepted into college for bass, right? No, I did. I did get. Um, what was it? I got a chance to audition. I sent in a tape to Berkeley because mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like a bass. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to study bass at Berkeley. Okay. And I sent in a tape, and then I actually like I got past that, and they like they had me come in and audition for a scholarship oh right so i was like oh cool i'm like i'm i'm on my way and then like and then i didn't even get accepted so i don't know what happened there but obviously it was all meant to be like i Mm. I was not supposed to go to berkeley i don't know i want to know what that life ended up like but i think Um, i I think i knew you at that point so like yeah that would have been probably senior year so i think probably what's funny is right after that happened okay i got the dogwood gig Got so the, it all, you got it, the gig. It, it was all very like it, it all was meant to be. Obviously, yeah, it worked out for sure. It was <laughs> for sure. That's a good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because um, again, going back to like I have. It's this, all about the cards, baby. <laughs> dude, I have this big belief in like when something bad happens, there's some kind of zoom out moment where you'll realize, wow, I'm really glad that went down. Sure. Even the like the worst things, I'm telling you, like the things happen from bad experiences. It can. If, I think and, it can. 
I think it can. I, yeah. I mean, it, but it and it might take a long time. Exactly. So Are you preaching right now? <laughs> no, this is my life. <laughs> this has been no. my life's my oh, life for you mantra. personally. It's okay. Like, yeah. It's something I learned early on is like the you know from all these bad experiences, man. If if my for me at a, at the time my parents don't split up, I don't end up in San Diego. I don't meet my wife. Mm-hmm. All of the best things in my life have happened from the things that at the time were the worst things in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. He's got a point. Not um, preaching, just drinking and talking to you on your <laughs> podcast. Amigos and uh, familia. Oh, he, I too am a man of the language. Um, that's that, that that reminds me of. Uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about the Simpsons later. But um, <laughs> <laughs> how much later? Are we gonna... <laughs> I don't know. We won't. An hour uh, four. Jiminy Christmas. I'm in. Um, so the um, yeah, I, I think that it can happen for sure. But you know, I'm I'm really glad it. I'm really glad all those bad things happened to you, so you could be in my band. Just kidding. You know, it's not <clears> no, like that. No, but, but I mean, but, but it did. It led. It, it led you to the you know being with Dallas, and then you know yeah. I, I had known Dallas right before I knew you, I think, and then I, I or something like that, and then you. I don't remember how you, we found out about you or whatever, but I mean, we talked about it in the other episode, right? And and there was. Russell and the music shop. I definitely, I knew but, Russell. Um, but, yeah. um, but uh, obviously it, it worked out very, very kismetly for a good solid, a good solid 3.5 records, you know, at least. Yeah. And was beyond. that it? And the was tour. that it? I feel well, like I mean, more... officially. You were, you were in the studio. I was there for Through Thick and Thin. Yeah, you Thick were in the Thick and Thin. In the studio. The self-titled More Than Conquerors. Oh, that's a lot. Me, Matt, Matt Aragon, I produced and I, I was, I had a very big yeah. hand in size. Oh, I know. That's six albums okay, plus the yeah. live album. That's seven albums. My math is off, bro. You're trying to discount me, bro. Come on. No, I forgot about the, some live ones and some yeah. some pre pre Sean stuff. But you were there. You were there for it all, really. So really, I from was. the beginning. So technically, from the beginning. <laughs> I wasn't there for good old days. I was not there but, from the but, beginning. But you were in but in a, you were around. You were close around because because Dallas was Dallas and Rob were around. So Dallas was around before I, I was around. Yeah, like Dallas yeah. knew you before, and I didn't like, really, and I didn't know you. I knew Russell. You didn't even like know you, me till you like this. I, you didn't know you, me till the third album. That's just kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> you and I literally met on the way to our first show. Yeah, I know, I know. I I was a terrible person. No, um, you were not at all a terrible person. I felt no, like that's after, not yeah. true. No, you weren't. Because it still lives in infamy in the Fiverr and Frenzy let lower um, because of what I did to you. No, but, it um, was fine. It was initiation. I was seventeen. I was a I was a high school senior. I deserved everything that I got. <laughs> I I was so excited. I mean, you guys were one of my favorite bands, and like to get that opportunity was incredible. And I and I'm proud of myself because I did not let it waste. I like made the most of. Oh yeah, you did that opportunity. Like that's yeah, one did. of those moments where I was like, I was given a chance to do something cool, and I freaking ran with it. You and totally we, did. We did something awesome. I know. The, and the the uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go listen to some of those records right now. You should. They're good. Yeah, you, you just wait right here. <laughs> let's listen together ah share headphones do you, do you have uh is there any is i'm sure there's songs that you like written wrote and didn't even like show us or like you know we didn't even use probably because you were always writing a lot i know because there was a bunch for building a better me we didn't even end up recording that we practiced i think um, for the most part all the good stuff and rose to the top i i i think those days oh you picked I, the, like the good ones I yeah i mean i was i'm sure i wrote a bunch of riffs that that didn't make it but i i, I think that in the end like all the good stuff you know saw the light of day as far as as far as my memory of all the dogwood songs i know there's a couple that i have like maybe demos up but like i i don't think they were you wrote that one for pod called alive 
That was good. <laughs> I, did, I did write a lot. Of Zinger. Things. Just kidding. No, I wrote. Uh, well, no. Who was the band that we stole that riff from? Anyway, dear Ephesus. There was a, yeah, no, not Dear Ephesus. It was wasn't like it? a Fat Records band. Uh, what? Through Thirty Two. Wasn't they? Didn't they write? I the... mean, that makes sense. They have a lot of yeah. grooves like that. They were so yeah. in the pocket. Yeah, um, I love Screw Thirty Two. Rest in peace. Rest Wait, in peace. Wait, what? <laughs> no, they... oh. I was gonna see them play recently, like a year or two ago, with Good Riddance, but they like canceled i think they might have broke oh. up that day or something like that but oh no way they're from okay. they're from up there but, okay um yeah they had they were in that groove for sure um yeah yeah i'm glad you stole it from them i'm proud to say i stole it from them how about that if you're gonna steal from a fab band steal from one of the ones that people didn't listen to as much you know exactly See? we also stole from the ones that people listen to but it's and that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, but you know whatever so like but to your to your credit you're a very prolific writer i know people have stolen your riffage also like in just in general other new bands and stuff like that too so like you left a mark and um obviously it kept going on after after the after dogwood but you know it was cool. it was just really fun to um it was fun i was a bit i was a big again going back to like cards i was also just a <laughs> huge music fan since yeah. i was a kid and oh, so totally. i had ingested you know, tens of thousands of hours of music mm -hmm. as a as a kid. Like I used to just sit in front of like the stereo. Right. I mean, my kids now like they've got all these amazing technological technological things they can participate with. Mm -hmm. For when I was six, I don't. We didn't have cable. I had like literally a stereo, and I knew where the pop channel was. Right. So I'd listen to like '80s pop songs, and I listened to that for just hours and hours and hours. And all of that, you know, regurgitated into whatever I came up with <laughs> as a yeah. songwriter and a, mu a musician. It was just really fun to have an outlet like Dogwood or, you know, later to do Reeve, like and just to be able to like have a place to let all that out. And it, but yeah. it's all just yeah. about being creative. And even like there's a connection to this now thing I'm doing with Dallas and Cards. It's just about like yeah. scratching that creative itch, whatever is exciting to me at that moment scratch it man scratch it and because, then it was music and, and now it's <laughs> I it's making fun of sports cards i don't know what to tell you I oh you make fun of them okay oh uh, yeah do you uh, follow the do you follow the account um baseball card baseball vandals? vandals yeah because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i used it's to do that same thing it's, it's different that. than that well it's i have a great story my dad had all these cards from like the 60s and uh his brother <laughs> one day like signed all of them <laughs> So he took all of these like 1960s tops cards so and, and he signed every single with his own name. His yeah, own name? His, no, no, <laughs> that would be amazing. He signed it with the player's name, yeah. but it's the same signature on every single one. I'm sure my dad was just like so livid. It was his little brother too. I find that very hilarious. I do too. I have them. I'll send you. A photo oh, you do? Of it. Yes. Nice. That oh is so, that is so funny. That yeah. that guy rules. Yeah, that guy that's rules. Uncle Mike. Uncle, Uncle Mike, you rule. Mike O.D. Um, That's right. That's do you right. Have, so what's what's the current state of music right now? What, what's you listening to? Anything oh, good? my God. Or um, before you answer that, what's your go to karaoke song? Oh, my God. I just sang karaoke. What? Uh, How did I know? So I, um, we just moved uh, this year. And we have this awesome house and it has this like second house, like an ADU. I'm actually in there right now. Hey. There's an upstairs one bedroom and there's a downstairs one bedroom. And the downstairs one bedroom has like a garage mm -hmm. and we've set that up as like a fun kind of game area. But then cool. my wife hosted these parties for our kids. So our kids' moms. So mm -hmm. it was like 
the third grade mom party and the second grade mom party. Oh, okay. That's nice of her. So we did them back to back and she's like, I'm going to do like a cocktail hour. I'm going to do dinner. And then she's like, what if we do karaoke? I was like, okay, I'll set that up. So like we had this amazing <laughs> karaoke setup. Like I took the PA from back in the day when I used to like yeah. still play in bars and stuff. Yeah. And set it up with TVs with the lyrics and everything. Whoa. So I was just there running sound, but everyone would be like, the, the women who knows that I had played music, they're like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna sing? And I'm like, no. But then like a couple drinks in, they're <laughs> like, what are you gonna sing? And I was like, I'm, I only do one song at karaoke. Oh, and, just well, one. Usually, usually the guy at karaoke goes, no, you can't do that. But it's because <laughs> it's Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me. Oh, that's a great one. So I just, I did that Friday night because I was running karaoke and I told myself that I could. <laughs> and I did. Is it so? Do they say no because it's so sad? It's such a bummer. Yeah, yeah it's and, so and me sad. singing it too. It's slow and sad. And Turn like, down the light, you know. And, and then everyone's, everyone's just like, like crying. check please, you know. Yeah, yeah. or either check but, please because we want to go home and bone. No, well, no, no, no. Because it, <laughs> but it's like my favorite song. It's such it's a, a great song. song. It's a great song. Anyway, that's my karaoke really, song. There, I heard a cover of that by a, a male singer. Oh, it's uh, the bon, it, uh, Boney Vare guy. Was it, it him? Okay, yeah. I think maybe even somebody else too. Because Ben Iver. Because it's a really well written song. Because mm. she's a genius. And Bruce, well, Bruce Hornsby. I don't think she actually wrote that. Bruce Hornsby is playing piano. On he that is one. a genius. God, he's good. He yeah. is so good. That guy is good. I gotta. Go and if you listen that. to it now, now that I've said that, you'll hear Bruce Hornsby all over the keys on that. Oh, I hear him. His his mark is all over that yeah. song, baby. All, all over. Oh, yeah. it's all up in there. That's my so, jam, though. So that's what, your what one. Is, that is your one karaoke. You just well, do if the one I song? if I just want to please everybody, I'll I could do like um, living on a prayer or like uh, you know you do like um. What's the, the hits, uh, Neil the Diamond? Hits. You do Sweet, oh, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. If I'm just trying to get, if I'm trying to get yeah. like, uh, if you want to be the first person singing or something. I had a good uh, Sweet Caroline story. Uh, my grandmother turned eighty. Nice. My dad's mom. This and so we went to Vegas. The whole she had mm -hmm. seven kids. All of them were there. A bunch of grandkids. So we went to the Crystal Palace. Is that the place? That's like just the, the crappy casino. I think it is. I think it's called. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah. CP. But we did, and we went and we did karaoke. I did that song, and I was like, I had had many alcoholic beverages, and I was like climbing on the speakers and <laughs> my stuff. My wife, <laughs> and uh, I almost got kicked out of there. And then the next day, my dad's on a plane going home, and some guys like, "You were with the Sweet Caroline guy," so that's that was I was like, that was <laughs> how well known the red, my rendition of Sweet Caroline was. You got that's on the, the airplane, crowd, everyone's like, ba ba ba. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't even there, but because my dad was like. It was like that was how well received that was. You nailed it. Anyway, you nailed it. You're like, I got one for you, Bonnie Raitt. I can't make you love me. <laughs> the guy's like, like yeah. good, good night, everyone. We're done. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so funny. Yeah. I I think I just you just I just read the crowd. If it's a if it's a uh, Holiday Inn in Point Loma and there's two people in the audience, then I can do whatever I want. Do whatever you want, and I think that's what karaoke should be. I who think there's some about, professionals. There's some professionals though. But see, that's the people that I don't like. So Dallas like, and I. Yeah, they come out. Okay. They're coming out of like theater practice. They, so, they drop a twenty in the DJ's booth. And see, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like I was talking about. It's the first time I ran karaoke this last weekend for these moms' nights. So you're semi-pro. Like, no, I've never. Like again, I'm still <laughs> learning. But there are karaoke like runners. What do you call like someone who runs karaoke? Uh, like, I think it's a DJ. I mean, yeah, or a but host? They, but. But there's like types of those. There's a lot of the people who you're like, man, you really don't want to be here. <laughs> then there's the people who like, there's the, there was like the woman in Temecula where 
she was like her daughter saying every other song. Oh, like, no. you know what I mean? And she's like, and back to the stage, Cinnamon singing Third Eye Blind. Like, we're like, okay, yeah. we get it. Cinnamon's yeah. your daughter. Like, other people want to sing. Um, but it's an interesting profession, like the karaoke runner. I don't know what that is, but. I have an idea for you. Okay. You know the National? I love the National. Yeah, Jack. Do do do. get your hands off my woman by the darkness in the National voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. So really one octave, like way up here, but like way down. I can't sing like the national guy. I wish I could. I think it's just like low talking, kind of like if you were singing no, that high. He's no, got a were... re... he's got no, a no. really low voice. No, I know. So, if, but if you're singing like the darkness in his yeah. voice, you know, like yeah. get your hands yeah, off, off of my womb. <laughs> yeah, it would sound like Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring the house down. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyways, yeah. yeah. But so I'm I am all for going back to doing yeah. karaoke back to for yourself. Yes. No, do karaoke for yourself. Don't well, please... it mean, in Japanese, it means empty orchestra. So you are really doing it for... That's score. I'm, I'm going to weep right now. Just that empty orchestra. Karaoke. Karaoke. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why I know that, but it, it's, it makes sense because karate is empty hand, blah, blah. It's Anyways, beautiful. that's your Japanese lesson for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Good night. Uh, hi. Um, but then uh, I, was, I guess I was asking because like, I was asking what the state of music is these days because now... Yeah, it's like turnstiles on a Taco Bell commercial, and you know. Uh, you Remember, know. I I texted you about that band. I was like, I heard that new record. Yeah, like, this is like something we would have listened to every day in the van because it's fun and like it's 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 like yeah, the reason we were talking about the because we listened. There was a few records that we just played the shit out of on that long tour because like they were it was they were good. They were also really good. Yeah, yeah they're but it seems like and... it seems like it's so hard to move the needle like Turnstile did for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when was the last time I texted you and and Jason and Russell about a band? Like, it's been a long it, it time. seems like that's hard to do. And so, what does it say to music? Yeah. I don't know. Is are, is everyone I mean, just tired of making? In for you. <laughs> like when I listen to Blackout on that record, I'm just like, that's such a simple riff. Like, how has that never been thought of? But that's the thing is with them is that it. I feel like it has. And no one really like complains about it with them. That's like they sound like a lot of other stuff, but 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 the reason is I think because the '90s are having a day right now, yeah. and they sound like like the epitome of good, harder '90s radio music to me. Sure, like, Three Eleven, Helmet, like that kind of Orange Nine, like those kind of things. They were like edgy, but like still good enough to be on the radio and blah blah. blah because turnstile is on the radio now like or whatever. So good for them, yeah. whatever. And they but, deserve like, to be. I mean, like no, that, yeah. that, that, but but it is simple. It is simple stuff. That's definitely my favorite album of the year. And I I, I haven't, I, I just don't listen to a ton of new stuff. I usually just, I kind of retread. I mean, you like I, Meat Wave. You like Meat Wave. I do love Meat Wave a lot. Um, what is it about them that, what is it about Meat Wave that's like up in your pants right now? I, I don't, that's a great question. Why do I love them? Yeah. I just, I actually think the songs are really good. Mm -hmm. And well, um, they are, yeah. <laughs> like, but why I, is I, that a good song? You know, I, I gave it, I told, Oh, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go to the show. And he was like, I think all their songs sound the same, they which do. like, I get that kind of thing, but there's something about, there's some sort of, I think it's a, like, it's a me and my brain melodically. And that dude have some sort of thing that we're both on. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, like, I'm, he's like, a Scorpio. It might be, no, I don't, it might be that like, <laughs> I, there's this, just some sort of melodic tendency that he has that just hits me right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not just that like songwriters like that band, but they're not a super huge band. 
And that like is still I don't get why. I think they're so good. I get that they're not commercial, like commercially like accessible, you know, like it's mm-hmm. they're not a uh turnstile where there's gonna be like that kind of Taco Bell commercial vibe. But you never know. Something, you never know. <laughs> there's like there's a million bands that have that kind of I feel you. That kind yeah. of vibe, but there's something they're doing with their songs that just gets to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just love and was enough for me to fly down to San Diego. To see it. <laughs> it was. It, um, is it for them? Is it the total package of the sound of the the band? Like the bass player is really good. The drummer. No, uh, to me, it reminds me of like a little bit like the chats or something. The like drummer's that. just playing do do that do 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 that for literally an hour. That's all he on plays the floor. Tom, one yeah. Beat. Maybe Which I remember I originally when I saw them, I'm like, well, that's impressive. That guy never stops doing that exact thing. Mm-hmm. It's like downstairs um, for it. Yeah. But there's something about the way that the song happens for them that that's what does it for me. Energy. I, I, I love I love the energy, but I love the songs. Um, the energy without the creative aspect of what's happening with the melody and the music and the lyrics, it wouldn't work for me. So it's, tracks, it's, yeah. it's the songs. It, it I don't know that the songs would work just on acoustic guitar. There is that energy that that kind of um, puts the bow on it for me, like you know, makes yeah. it a, a complete package. But yeah, I, I that's one of my favorite bands of the last you know couple of years for sure. Seriously, definitely a, a good surprise uh, to hear. You know, not totally hardcore, not totally wild and crazy, but at the same time, yes. And Meat Wave is an insane. <laughs> that's a good name. That's a great band name. That's, <laughs> that's like a, a name. That's a yeah. that's a band oh. should be named. Bands should be named stuff like that. Like not yeah. Like, the 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 dudes or something like that or like well that no offense to the dudes who are now never going to come on your show i had my chance (laughs) i had my chance (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know and then uh what's another thing going back to baseball cards no just kidding going back to uh just memories of a real quick memory that popped in because i was listening to another podcast um and nick rasculinix comes up a lot Oh, dude! Because we were his, we were like his first baby. We were like his first or second like thing. Was that when he started recording people? When he started producing people? I mean, the yeah. Guy, when he was the main guy, and uh, and he really went from there. And it was really cool to just have his name on our kind of in our. How is it? How is it working getting him on the show? I didn't check. I haven't. You checked should. Yet. You should reach out. He's he everyone, but <laughs> I I think I feel like he would. I feel like he would do it. Yeah, because he's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Nick Rescue Linux who produced More Than Conquerors. We and- we were like because if he you can't me. you can't really can't, you can't really count Super Drag because they were all from Knoxville together. Yeah. Even though Super Drag was a bigger band than we were. And that was whatever, a rad record like, too. Uh, oh yeah, uh, but I mean like he knew those guys. He kind of came he, he came told us out. That. No, he told he us that came we were out his, west with them. Like we yeah. were the first band I think that he got like a label and yeah. the thing. Yeah. And cuz he, he so. was working on the Supertones record. And he was like to Brandon Ebel's like, give me a band. And that was how that worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was awesome. I mean, Nick was the best. We've talked, we talked about this, I think, at length on the last Did time we? I was there. But yeah. he he was um just like the biggest like cheerleader. That's what they were saying. You... On the, I was listening, I forget what I was who who was I was listening to talk about this. Uh but they were talking about all the different producers they've had. And Nick was like their favorite. He was the most active. He was the most like arms in the air fist fist but there's something about making you feel like you're making a great record that's i think a big part of making a great record like Mm -hmm. if the vibe is like oh what are we doing or why are we doing this or this sucks then Mm -hmm. i think that shows in the finished product but nick was just like 
I felt like we were making Led Zeppelin four with Nick. I mean, we really That's he makes felt you feel. like he makes you feel that way too. And it comes yeah. out more than yeah. conquerors. It, whether or not it's your favorite Dogwood album, it comes out of the speakers like we are on fire, and we were. Yeah, I think that I think overall that one has maybe the most like live energy. Yeah, and the you know that this and this is like just just talking about different different subtleties, and it's like that he brought the live energy. That's what he was doing all flailing around in the boardroom and like the control room, like punching the windows and stuff like that, and humping the machine. Like yeah, he's a uh, he's bringing the live energy. And he's, and that's, I, what he, that's what and he wanted. I, that's what he I wanted. Can, and he got I, it. Yeah, I can only imagine that continued on, and that was why bands would make multiple records with him, is because it was the most fun I had ever making an album. It really yeah. was. I was going to ask you, like you, you, you know, as you did more production and recording, like as a producer yourself, like did, I know you did stuff with No Knife and Louis and like all these other bands and stuff like that. Like, um, why didn't you stick with producing? Um. So like the most of the production I did, I did like pretty young, yeah. Um, which I think was a mistake. I think I, I like some of the records that I did. I feel like I probably had not had enough ex experience as a producer to be like a full-on um, producer. Because what happened was I started making Reeve records on my own, and people were like, "Oh, he can do that to what I'm doing." But yeah. I was good at that. There's like a conversation that happens between me as a songwriter and me as the producer. The mm -hmm. like doesn't take any words, mm -hmm. but then working with another artist, I don't think that I had that vocabulary yet. Mm. So um, I also just never enjoyed it as much as <laughs> making my own music. Totally. Um, not to say that I'm not proud of some of the work that I did. I really am. But, uh, you know, I think in the end I was, I'm, I'm, there's only so many hours in a day. And so it's like, what do I want to spend my time doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um producing pretty much you know for me was like i think some people are passionate about it the way i was passionate about writing songs for me it was just like hey it's a job and so yeah. you know if i don't need to do it i probably won't and that's probably how my production career <laughs> kind of ended <laughs> like don't need to do that anymore okay oh yeah I'll... you weren't like putting it out there that you were for hire you know like no and i've and i never did that ever i, I know you did everything you... was always yeah. word of mouth hey would you want to do this um and and cool and i got to like work with some great bands and mm -hmm. i mean like you know yeah. um I, and i really still love the dogwood album we did i like to me as as yeah. a fan of you i think that's your best vocal performance thank you and looking thank back you. on that it's because I, no one knew your voice better than me i had yeah. like spent <laughs> half a decade with you and so like i love listening to that because i think yeah uh, you and I knew each other very well. There was like a very intimate relationship in terms of like your performance. And so mm -hmm. when I listen back, I'm like, that was your, that was to me, your shining moment as a singer. Cause you were the best dude. And hey. like, and, and not that more than conquerors, he did like, he got there with you, but I still think when I listen back to that, that is you at yeah. like the ultimate. So thanks. Uh, maybe, maybe the, uh, the zenith, the zenith of my, you know, and I, because, again, like whatever, like for, for me, especially for that era. Cause now, now when I sing it, I sound different. I sound like a different singer. And I, as older. a producer, I look back at the record and I'm like, well, if we've done this or this or this, but like, I listen to the vocals and I'm like, you and I were able to work together in a way I don't think any other producer had because of our relationship prior mm -hmm. as guitar player, singer. And we yeah, yeah. Like spent all this time on the road and I'm like, I know what you can do. <laughs> Let's go till we get there. And we did, and it's 
It was awesome. good having you and Ryan as a com- Ryan Green as a combo. So with the Matt Aragon record and then and and with Seismic too. And with like Matt Aragon, like I I shut my mouth because I'm sitting next to Ryan Green. There probably <laughs> were moments where I was like, well, what if he does this?" But I was just like, "Ah, you know." Yeah. So it was fun to get to do that record and then have him mix it. But yeah, yeah. So I told, I I, uh, I remember that was that was a good combo to have have it both. But um, I mean, I know you did uh, you did Aaron small hands like EP, little ep songs that's those sounded pretty fun i love aaron so yeah he's, he's he, hilarious shout out aaron <laughs> very, our very talented friend aaron thompson um sent me demos this is like maybe 2019 2020 um yeah. and so i ended up helping him finish that and i mixed it and that was really fun that's my last thing that i did probably the last thing i'll ever do production wise just because it just time wise i don't have it anymore yeah it takes a lot of time um, but yeah, it was cool. And I've been, I've worked with Aaron's like my longest running customer. We've been making yeah, records yeah. together since like the yeah. late nineties. Him, him and Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. And yeah. uh, it's, he's had an interesting career. Um, you could say so. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, for what it's worth, I'm really proud but of him. But he's still doing any, but he's also doing music that you is it, producible. It, exactly and like i think that's the thing he's he's and it just and seems like, shout out to aaron he also has a liquor company <laughs> hey he's living the dream he's doing it all he's living the dream literally um, so no it, it also like i love his he's a great songwriter too i yeah. mean that's the only thing i was like i hope you don't get overshadowed with what a good musician you are and what a good songwriter and i've been a, again a fan of his songs for a long time not 20 years i don't mm-hmm. know how long we've been working together but was he it was was it stranger six that he was doing stranger six and i did i produced that album and i did some stuff with them afterwards so yeah we've been working together for a long time um dope and i'm stoked to see him you know working on the music as well as the other things in his life (laughs) yes shout out to him he's a very talented and successful man he stays busy he stays busy i love Um, him i haven't haven't seen him in a long time but and and he's he's got a good sense of humor too um but yeah, anyways, like uh, once the, so meet was Meat Wave the last concert you've been to then? Yeah. Besides oh, yeah. the karaoke jam. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. And I, I don't I don't get out that often to be honest. Go. This me week? talking to you is me getting out right now. Woo! I mean, yeah. I mean, this is you know this is about it's good. I mean, this is what when I is this when is this gonna air? When are you gonna post this? Um, probably ASAP. Whatever you know this week next week. So if it's if it's Thursday, so we're doing a uh Dallas and I are going to do a live stream Thursday night what? for our, for to celebrate our 2 year anniversary of Talkscrum. And even if it's if it's Friday you post this, you can watch it. You can go to talkscrum.com. Yeah. And uh there's a link to all of our YouTube videos and all of our social media stuff. So do you guys get it? Talkscrum. It sounds like tops. Thank you. Thank Chrome. you. Do you guys Thank get you. this? You <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't get it how can i how can i explain how can i make this you? any clearer <laughs> it's tops and talks yeah so, we're um, doing a we're doing a big giveaway and a live Whoa. stream so what do you give away like, like special cards and stuff, giving a, a, bo- a full box of cards so it's what? a it's highly desirable 1983 <laughs> no, tony, tony gwynn no, it's new it's from this year <laughs> so um, do you hook up with like card companies now do they like do you work with specific companies so no, like I like Tops doesn't know who we are, but um, so there's a but there's they will actually, now. There's a um, what's fun is like uh, there's a thing where they do breaks. I don't know if you've heard of this, where like they'll take a box of cards, yeah, break and, it uh, and instead of like you buying the whole box, they'll sell off like just the team. So you'll just get the A's or you'll just get the Phillies or whatever. So there's a guy who does these, and he's been a big um, kind of like 
uh, supporter <laughs> of our channel, and he's like Rad. really big in this space. So while Tops hasn't quite taken us under their wings yet, um, there it is. Yes. There's a dude who who actually is like pretty popular and and runs a lot of these breaks. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, he loves our show, and he's been a big champion. And he's like he's doing it. So he's even doing a giveaway for our two year anniversary thing. So nice, nice. So that that's been a big help for us, and uh, and it's been exciting to kind of like have the support of someone who's actually like exists in the card space, makes yeah. a living doing it. Any support we can take for our dumb little show, it's been fun. Dope, yeah. Well, I mean, consider this. You know what? I'll release it in tandem. I'll, I'll do like this is part of the celebration of your two year. Cool. Two year. You know, we'll make it happen. And uh, uh, so that's and that dude's handle is at uh, Cheap Fun Breaks cheap That's, fun breaks yeah it, yes. and it's great he does so he'll like he does all kinds of card videos he's been collecting since he was, since he was a kid too but baseball um, only uh he he breaks baseball only but i think he's you know into other stuff too but mostly it's baseball. oh that could be a show breaking baseball hey <laughs> um but I, I i would never want to do that kind of stuff like the whole like doing breaks and stuff because you're dealing with the customers and shipping out all the teams and oh, stuff it's that it's i like i like getting cuts <laughs> yes. i don't want that no it's a lot of work but anyway as far as people supporting us that yeah. that's been a big huge thing for us and that's gotten to us to the thousand subscribers for sure totally so. shout out to your subscribers for uh, yeah because I'll, I'll make sure we i post this in the uh, twitter feed to everyone to come listen yeah i i remember one backstory. time i remember one time when you were like pretty active on twitter you said you know dallas and josh are my funniest friends <laughs> That's true. And that uh, is true. I think it still rings true to this day. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'll take that. Well, <clears throat> but shout out also to my other uh, Tox Chrome uh, hosts, Nick McCann and Joe Chandler. No, all Those... your friends are all your friends are mother freaking. So basically, what hilarious. I'm saying now is you're also on Tox Chrome. You're the fifth. I should, you should I come, come on. on. I'll come on and show you my you should, rad dudes cards. You should definitely <laughs> come on. Uh, uh, what would be if if you came on? What would be something you'd want us to open? Because the, the whole show, basically, the whole show is us opening an unopened box of cards. What are we going to get inside? Yeah, like what would you want to open? Garbage Any, pill kids. Anything you could pick. Old, like old Garbage Pail Kids? Like they're still doing them these days. Oh, I did not know that. And we've done <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids openings <laughs> on the show too. I would like to open a bunch of Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> you know that the tops tried to get the rights to do Cabbage Patch Kids I cards believe I believe and got it. turned down. And so they were like, screw them. We're going to make Garbage Pail Kids. That's what it was. That that's was the, the whole. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. And I remember collecting those and and there were stickers you could vandalize. Yeah. It was a it was a scene. It was a whole scene. Yeah. I have a lot of my I guess my card collections are I got baseball, basketball, football, hockey, Garbage Pail Kids. And then some of those rad dudes cards. And then I haven't, I have unopened. I got to find out about the rad dudes. I've never heard of this, but I'm like, I'm into it. I think, I think it was very short lived, but literally the, the last bookstore in LA has a barrel full of them. <laughs> a literal barrel. I love it. So. I love it. <laughs> we, I um, I don't know yeah, what I would want to open. Like, I don't, cause I don't, I guess I would go to Target and see like, you know, Magic the Gathering or Pokemon. No, you tell me. What I'm saying is we'll invite you on. You tell me what you want me to get. I'll go out and get it and oh. we'll open it with, and have you on. I want you to open a bunch of cool rookie cards that are worth a lot of money. Well, that's the thing. You Can don't you know do if that? you're going to get those. It could be canned corn. could be green beans. <laughs> you never know, kids. Hey, rest <laughs> in peace, Kirstie Alley. That was a, oh, was that a look who's talking quote? That really was. Good, yeah. good pull. Nice yeah. pull, Sean. I got you, bro. That, yeah. And that oh, was, yeah, yeah that, she did it. She did it today. Dang it. Um, I think it was yesterday. I think it was you're, yesterday. So you're in you're in the San Jose area, St. Yes, Joe. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm not yes. telling you exactly where, but yes. 
Because you're gonna come <laughs> the, and steal my area. 87 set right there. You're in the area. No, because I was area. I was just thinking there's a lot of uh good restaurants up there. They got a lot of Michelin stars up in there. Tell me more about the ones with Michelin stars. Cause I, 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 we don't feel like we have the best food scene in San Jose. You were telling me about that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, there's no lid ripper. They ain't got no lid ripper. No, that's for sure. But I just had but, a lid ripper. That beer was, yeah, ew, I was there. Um, but the, uh, no, cause San Diego just got one of the San Diego chefs, uh, shout out Addison Delmar got, just got three Michelin stars and it's the only one in San Diego County. LA doesn't have any three Michelin star restaurants. The rest are in the Bay Area. So we have Manresa, which That's I've actually one. That's one never of them. I've actually never been there because I but I've been to their bakery, which is just amazing. So imagine so similar the like how Bouchon, yeah. yeah, you know, like where it's t- Thomas Keller's place, like that's mm-hmm. his bakery. Exactly. So so Manresa is one of the one of the three Michelin star restaurants in yeah. the, right by you, actually. It's right close. It's in, Los Gatos, and I've never been. I need to go. That's but, the one. I think that should be your yeah. first one. You should yeah. do it right there. And then we'll, uh, do, there's a, probably we'll do a live stream. A, there's probably, oh. <laughs> One of the fun things about getting a thousand subscribers on YouTube is you can live stream from your phone now. So I did that, yeah. the other day, which is very exciting. Because yeah, normally I'm, at Tox yeah. Chrome, I have to like set up a bunch of cameras and then the battery dies in one of them like it did tonight. You know? But now yeah. it's like, this is my phone. I can't actually screw it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll find a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. How much your bench? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Fred Willard. Who? But Fred that was a long time Willard. ago. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Um, well, wrap, wrap wrap me up, Sean. Land the plane and tell me tell me something good. Give me some good news. Yeah. So, um, no. How's this the fam? Is, the fam is good. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's really good. Just getting ready for Christmas. Uh, you know, we uh, we've had a tough year as the O'Donnells. We had a fire at our house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone and okay? We were forced everyone's safe? to. Everyone's okay. Yeah. We're still still trying to fix all of that. Uh, no black lung. Old house. No, no, no lingering health issues, good, but, good. um, but getting instantly displaced from your home yeah. is, is tough mm-hmm. and problematic. And so we're still dealing with that, but I, you know, it's, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You're here. Um, I'm excited. Happy. And and thank you for having me on to talk about Tox Chrome. It, it is a lot of fun. Even if you're not a big, uh, baseball card fan, a few <laughs> people are, uh, but Dallas is pretty funny. So it's worth checking out. Yeah, it's worth checking out just in general for the for the I mean for the uh, for the banter and the commentary alone, like and the skits. Well, there are some skits. Yeah, it it is a good time. We try to make it not just about the cards because we get that not everyone actually cares about baseball cards, and I don't blame you. It's fine, Um, but it it is you know it is something that I'm very proud of in the work Mm -hmm. we've done in two years, a thousand subscribers. You know, they can't be wrong. So come come check it out. They cannot be wrong. And I'll make another album someday. I promise. Let's do it. You know, um, the Tox Chrome compilation. No, no, something that has nothing to do with baseball cards. <laughs> you say baseball cards one more time. I'm gonna. Um, yeah. but, baseball but, cards. Oh shit. So what's anyway? I'm gonna wrap you, I'm gonna wrap you up in that backdrop that you what have behind good, you. Oh, thank you. I would love that. <laughs> um, what's the What's the good news to end on? What's the What's the high of the of your? Because I know you got you, you got displaced, but you got a new place. Our new place is amazing. I found out this week uh, from a neighbor that Willie Mays visited here in the 70s. So there's your good news. That all ties back. He just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I'm going to clean up this cul-de-sac. Here, I was trying to look at <laughs> There you go. There he is. Willie Mays, Willie Mays showed Hayes. up here in the 70s. <laughs> that's and a great card. Uh, that is a great card. And uh, and that's what I want to end on. Willie Mays and uh, 
Talk to Scrum. Willie Mays Hayes or actually Willie Mays? No, actual <laughs> Willie Mays. But Willie Mays, but but uh, Willie Mays Hayes also. Uh, yeah. I heard that. I, yeah. I didn't hear he, that, but he I may, guess he may run like Hayes. You can't hit for <laughs> shit. <laughs> Anyways, man, Sean, this has been real. It's been amazing. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Family Guys. What a miserable little, little, okay. little, little disappointed we didn't do any like baseball card food pairings. I, I was waiting oh, we can. for that. Okay. Well, no. Do one. Okay. Nachos. No, you, you pick the card and I'll Nachos. tell you what it goes with. Oh, I see. Um, 1986, Mike Schmidt. Practice uh, jersey. I mean, that's easy. It feels like that's, that's a cheesesteak. I was hoping you wouldn't. I was, I was hoping you were gonna say. I was gonna say cheesesteak, but blah blah blah. Okay. Uh, from Pats. From you're Pats. Like, you're like rum raisin. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> no. Uh, this did is we why. just start an '80s movie? Yeah, thing? this is why. Yeah, we just yeah. do an '80s movie podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many. How um, do I okay. know? Okay. What else? <laughs> you're spooking the cattle. What uh, else? 1991. Ken Griffey Ooh. Jr. Oh. Upper deck. Um, mistake card the mistake is there an error card of the 91 upper deck griffey i don't wasn't think it the hologram one, the one with the hologram on it was yeah but i don't the, know if there's an error card for that god what goes something. well with that yeah manresa <laughs> i want to say like what was like what was the most popular dish at taco bell in 89 like that or 91 that was like that seems like the uh that was before the dollar menu yeah no no that's when it started yeah they didn't they didn't quite have the 59 79 chalupa that kind of stuff yet. yeah yeah so, so I, whatever I would have ordered then, because that's what I remember. So maybe so like cheap, a quesadilla. Food? Yeah. Like a quesadilla. Like, right. Just like that just makes me feel. I remember I, like I get a, everything. I get a feeling. A, yeah. Yeah. All the all the sports card packs were one dollar. Upper yeah. deck was two dollars. Because of the foil. Fucking foil, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you put foil that's a face. good spot to end on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last pairing. Last pairing. Okay. Okay. Give me one. Uh. Adam Baum from Garbage Pail Kids. Ooh. That was a good card. That's a California burrito. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean O'Donnell from Tox Chrome. Woof. <laughs> Rum Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Yeah, man. Talk to you late. Bye. Ah, we did it. That was great. Yeah. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, or as Sean likes to say, amigos y familia. Thank you for listening to the Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes, it has been my pleasure. I'm Chef Josh. Thanks to Sean O'Donnell for coming on the show this week. Special episode. Be sure to check out Talks Chrome, T-A-L-K-S, Chrome, his show with Dallas, both guests of the show. That's awesome. And lots of other fun guests on his show. Uh, they got a YouTube channel, obviously. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all over the place. But mainly we're celebrating the thousands of subscribers on YouTube. And just uh, all the fun stuff they've done in the last two years. Happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy all that kind of stuff. Just in time for the holiday season. And, uh, yeah, always fun catching up with Sean. Go listen to some Dogwood. Go listen to some Reeve Oliver. And heck, listen to some Bad Credit too while you're at it. And Dallas's new record, the comedy stories and stuff like that. So those are all, there's links in the show notes for everything. Um, check out, their, they're going to do an Instagram live on this Thursday, December, what is that? The 9, 10, 5, this Thursday in December, this week. <laughs> I forgot the date. I think it's the 7th or 8th. Anyways, yeah. So 
Uh, just, uh, I got links in the show notes. Give me a follow on Instagram.com forward slash the family cast. If you got any questions, email me famcastpod at gmail.com. We can chat there. You can always find me everywhere. I got links in the link tree on my bio on Instagram. Links in the show notes. Got a little YouTube chip clip channel. It's all there, baby. Don't forget to subscribe and share the show with a friend wherever you're listening. Leave a rating. I'll read it on here. And I'll uh, I'll come back soon with another episode um, with Mark Johnston from Nelt Before. And I got uh, some other musical guests coming on. So it's fun. It's always fun to pair music and food, right? That's what we do here. I'm Chef Josh. This is the Punk Chef Podcast, a production of Emo Brown Media Group. So shout out to Emo Brown. Check them out too. Yeah, it's me coming coming live from San Diego, California, namely La Mesa. And uh, yeah, one funny story is I got a spam call the other day, yesterday, and they left me a vulgar message. <laughs> it said no caller ID, so I didn't answer. I was in the kitchen. I was covered in chicken anyways, whatever, doing chicken stuff at Harvest Kitchen. And um, they left me like this insane vulgar message. I was like, is this a prank? But they had all my information, like address and age and name, but they read it like a like an information sheet like Kimball Josh blah 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 and then they were just cussing me out and stuff like that it was uh I found it very amusing I might I might play it on the air sometime but whatever it's all good a uh, special shout out to Danny for the music behind me here you heard it here on the family cast food and music is life yes I'm chef Josh I'm out of here see you in the kitchen ciao ciao Right
Yeah.